Well, 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 Wisconsin. We have the eighth team in the nation, one that is in the playoffs, and the other, guess what? Leading the division. Let's talk about it. There goes the law. Welcome again to another Cully Corner. Um, you know, this has been an amazing time for not only anybody that is a Packer, Badger, Brewers fan, but also an exciting time for us all as Wisconsin fans together. Um, like I said, the Badgers narrowly escaped the Northwestern Wildcats. And once again, there's three things that are certain. Death, taxes, and Wisconsin will always make it interesting against Northwestern. And they did it once again as the Badgers beat Northwestern at Camp Randall 24-15. Um, so just a little bit of the game recap. You know, I, I, this one was really really, really, really frustrating as a Badger fan because we should have wiped the floor with them. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those games where you go, okay, well, it was 7-3 going into halftime. We couldn't score a point going into the second quarter. And we finally did in the third, which was a touchdown via the defense. And then, once again, Northwestern scored 12 points in the fourth, and it was another defensive turnover touchdown that made us win. And that's, I mean, I love that we have a defense, don't get me wrong, but it's, why why does Wisconsin's offense all of a sudden fall asleep against Northwestern? I mean, it, it, it just frustrates me. You know, Jonathan Taylor had 26 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. Awesome. You know, the, those are typical numbers. But, you know, what what else happened? There was nothing. I mean, our, our leading receiver, Groshek, had 31 yards... And four receptions. None of the receivers had a touchdown. Cephas didn't have a touchdown. He was wide open. He had three catches for 30 yards, but no touchdowns. So why does Northwestern always, always contain us? And Cone, I like Cone. I mean, he's, he, he, he's one of the better quarterbacks that we've had since Russell Wilson. But, you know, you go 15 for 24, 113 yards and an interception. You got to be able to th- pass the ball into the end zone. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. And that's something that Wisconsin hasn't had. But we're still number eight. And we're 4-0. And, I mean, I can complain about the 
lackluster performance that the Badgers, or in my opinion, that the Badgers had. But in honesty, we're still 4-0. And we're still ranked number 8. And, you know, next week, you know, we have Kent State. Kent State? I'm pretty sure we have Kent State next week. But, yeah, Kent State. And then we have Michigan, Illinois, then Ohio State. So we have, sorry, I misspoke. So we have Kent State this week, this coming week, Saturday the 5th. Then we have Michigan State. Then we have Illinois. Then we have Ohio State. Michigan State obviously is huge. Ohio State is uh, is obviously huge. Kent State and Illinois, not as big. But. Is Michigan State going to be a trap game? Is that where we're going to lose? Is that the game that we're going to shit the bed and we can't run the ball at all, just like we did against Northwestern? This Badger offense, since Barry Alvarez, has been decided on running the ball. It has proved its prominence in college football by running the ball. You can go back to Ron Dane. Ron Dane, great college running back, had a great offensive line. What did he do in the NFL? Wisconsin builds an offensive line. Wisconsin builds a pedigree Of offensive linemen. That's what makes these running backs great. Running backs great. It depends. Apparently. On if Northwestern plays us. I mean this is two years in a row. That Northwestern has put up one hell of a fight. One win, one loss, but put up a hell of a fight against us. And it's all because what they do is crash the line. Because they know that we're going to run the ball. Okay? So that makes me wonder, why did we whoop the shit on Michigan? How can we whoop the shit on Michigan, whoop the shit out of Ohio State a couple years back, and and always have a fits with Northwestern. Just blows my mind. But the Badgers win 24-15 against Northwestern. They keep the number 8 spot. And honestly, I mean, we really should have won this game by a lot more than what we did. But it is what it is. And a W is a W. And so on Wisconsin and on to Kent State, um, that's an 11 o'clock start um, on Saturday, the 10th of October. So now we're going to move on to a little bit of the recap of the Packers and the Eagles. Um, Packers definitely had a chance to go 4-0. Uh 
that was that was really rough to watch. Um, I I I really thought. I mean, obviously everybody knows the Russian defense has been terrible. I mean, if you look up the last three games, we've given up 150 yards plus to each run, or to the running game of each team. And, I mean, two touchdowns to Jordan Howard. I mean, yes, he's great. He averaged 5.8 yards a carry. Then Miles Sanders, he averaged 6.5 yards per carry. And then the third most rushing person was Carson Wentz with 13 yards and 2.2 yards per carry. And we never sacked Carson. We never we never sacked once. And I don't I don't blame that on the defense because they kept us in the game until the end. The biggest thing for me with this game was I don't think the offense was prepared. I don't think and and we've all seen it We've all seen that we're not firing on all cylinders for the offense. And in this point of the season, I'm a little worried. I don't want to say that I'm, that I'm like top notch worried, but I think that in this point of the season, we should be firing on all cylinders with this genius offensive coordinator head slash head coach in Lafer, and it watching them it's like why aren't you using the tight end we used Jimmy Graham he looked open a few times that the one in the end zone, instead of grabbing it by one hand, he probably should have grabbed it by two hands. Is it he's worried about injury? Maybe landing on that shoulder. I understand, but he's open, and you got to make catches. And we did use our tight ends for a bit, but then it seemed like we went away for it. And Devontae Adams with the turf toe injury, that's going to be huge. Um, We really have to see how that's going to go against Dallas. And if he's out, I really write the Packers off in Dallas because I just don't know how this offense could have the possibility of becoming better without without Devontae Adams. So, I mean, who's going to step up other than Devontae? I mean, MVS had a great couple, or had two decent games. Um, what, what do you think is going to happen if... You know, MVS goes down and Adams isn't healthy. 
is he going to be able to, or is anybody else going to be able to step up? Um, you know, Kumaro would be great if we could keep him healthy, but also what is Kumaro going to do? Is he just going to be a slot receiver? So I don't know if the Packers have the ability to fire on all cylinders as an offense. Because the defense, yes, they have their run issues, which I I recently just said, but also, is there anything that the Packers have as a secret weapon offensively? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there is. Um, I, I hope there is. I hope that there is something that they can scheme for. I mean, this is like a mini bye week. So hopefully Adams is healthy and hopefully... Lafer and the rest of his offensive geniuses can create a scheme to confuse this Dallas defense because Dallas looked great. Their defense looked great against uh, the Saints, New Orleans, this this last Sunday, and that scares me because one. Our offensive line is not great, and I know health is an issue, but you still have to deal with probably the second best defensive line, maybe third. Bears, Rams, Dallas. I I mean, you can switch. You can switch all three of those out, but. They're going to be coming after Aaron. So what is our offensive line going to be able to do? When you probably have the best offensive line in Dallas. And our run game has been terrible. So how are you going to fix? What are you going to scheme? What are you going to do to try to stop the run? What are you going to do to try to stop the pass rush? From the defensive side. So this game is really going to be interesting. And I think. I know it's early. But I think this game is going to show us. What Lafer And the rest of his coaching staff. Can do. And what they can't do. And if they need more help. On the defensive side. Or the offensive side. And I really think that this is going to be the biggest test of the year. I mean, they played great. The offensive line played great against the Bears. No health issues, no injuries. And the Bears have proved to be one of the better defenses in the league. But what can you do with other defenses that are a little less, but 
the same quality or not the same quality, but the same mindset that they're going to go get your quarterback. What can you do offensively to make them not hit your quarterback? Which they did do that to an extent against the Bears. So um, I, I really think that this is, this is going to be a make or break point. And we're going to see a lot of what LaFer is about against the Cowboys this next week. So moving on to my beloved Brewers. And they shit the bed this weekend. The Cubs did everything to help them. And thank you, Cubby Nation. Um, sorry you collapsed so bad and sorry now you lost your manager aka I'm really not sorry about any of that but you you tried to help us <laughs> I mean you won two out of three against St. Louis and the Brewers lost three in a row against Colorado a team that they probably should have swept the first game not reachable Second and third game? Are you kidding me? That second game totally took the wind out of the Brewer sails. Totally took the wind out of every Brewer player's sails. They they didn't expect to lose that game. Hater's in. And what does Hater do? Give up another home run. And that's that's nothing we want to go into the playoffs with. Um, I, I, like, that was just, that was a gut punch. I mean, that was, oof, we're back in this again. We're going to be doing this again. Remember that stretch when Hader gave up, like, a home run every single time that he pitched? And we were losing every other game? And then Matt Albers comes in on Saturday and blows that one. I mean, those those were games. Okay, so Friday night, we didn't really have to win that game. That could have been a wash game. But the Cubs did us a favor, and we still lost. So we were still, still a half game back, right? Or a game back. Then Saturday, we're up, and we blow the lead, and we lose in extras, and the Cubs beat the Cardinals. We win that game, we're tied. Right? Then Sunday, if we would have lost, and the Cards won, then we're back at the same thing. Okay? But we had the opportunity. We had the chance. And it's okay. It, it, I mean, honestly, it's okay. It, it's not the end of the world. Because guess what? We're still in the playoffs. We get to play the Washington Nationals. And what have they done in the postseason? I'll wait for your answer. Nothing. They haven't. They haven't done anything in the postseason. 
Am I excited to play a postseason game? Yes. Would I have rather have that at Miller Park? Yes, but we lost that a couple games before. Do I want to play the Nationals in D.C.? Yeah, I'll give my shot. I'll take my chances. It's going to be a raucous place. But half of them are going to leave by the seventh inning anyways, especially if the Brewers are up. So I think the big key for this game against the Nats is Woodruff is the starter. And if we can get three... If we can get three shutout innings from Wood, I th- I think the Brewers put themselves in a great opportunity to win the game. And I mean, yes, obviously, anybody that puts up three shutout innings, I mean, that's a third of the innings. So, yes, I know. But Suter is ready to go. Hater should be ready to go. You have two pitchers that are dominant. And if Suter comes in, you know he's going to be working fast. You know he's going to be working quick. And I I really think that even though that the Brewers lost, they... I think, personally, they are the better-suited team to win this game. And uh, from what I from what I've seen, is that it's supposed to be uh, Hader, er, excuse me, uh, Woodruff and Scherzer for the starters, and and the Brewers have have hit Scherzer great. Um, so he's two for two and two twenty nine ERA in nine career starts or nine career appearances. Sorry, excuse me, eight starts against Milwaukee. Um, I really think that Wood is going to continue to pitch well. It it seems like he he just is a kid when it comes to the playoffs. So he's 2 and 0 right now against the Nats. He has a 0.26 ERA in four career appearances. Two of them are starts. Um I, I he just he seems like he just is a kid and just plays the game throws the ball when it comes to the postseason, and hits the ball. I mean, everybody remember that Woodruff hit a bomb off of Kershaw last year? I mean, he just plays the game. He 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 wants to win. He's a competitor. And he just absolutely is, I don't want to say relaxed, but it, the moment doesn't overcome him. And so I think that's what, uh, you know, we all are hoping for Brewer fans, um, but also that we hope to see on Tuesday night against the Nationals. And I, 
I think it's going to be a close game. Um, the Nats are going to throw everything they have at us. They've they have wrapped up their seat for a game before the Brewers, so they've been resting people. And this Sunday, going thirteen innings, um, definitely did not help out our bullpen. But I think Council was using people to get people in and get in a rotation to be able to use them. And with my money, I definitely would take the Brewers. Um, But then we have to go coast to coast. If we win, when we win, I guess I should say, I don't know, I wrote the Brewers off as you heard the last time we talked uh, with, with Kate for Wind About Sports. But I... I wrote them off. I wrote them off again, uh, especially after losing that that Saturday night game. I was like, "All right, here we go. We need to get on the winning track." And then we lose Sunday, and I said, "All right, well, that's it. I mean, we're going to be one and done against the Nats." But Council Council knows how to manage, and if he has his pitchers lined up the way that he wants them. And he knows he's already looking two, three, four games in advance of lineups and who he wants to pitch and, and what the situation might be. He knows he's, he's a great manager and I love that he is our manager. And I, I really hope the best for the Brewers. I mean, I'm fine. I'll sit here and say, yep, you proved me wrong. Proved me wrong the whole time. So, all right. Well, we're going to end this uh, Cully's Corner podcast with Go Brewers Go. We have to win. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next time after Saturday against Kent State for the Badgers and the Cowgirls for the Packers. So I hope you guys all have a great rest of your week. Like I said, tomorrow, don't forget to cheer on the crew. I mean, it's a win-or-go-home game. So let's go crew. All right, talk to you guys. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Twitter.